This is Around the Rim with LaChina Robinson. Hello, basketball fans, and welcome to a brand spanking new episode of your ESPNW Women's Basketball Podcast, Around the Rim. I am your host, LaChina Robinson, joined by my fantastic and fabulous producer, Tarika Foster-Brasby. And we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. We got an overwhelming response of positive feedback about the return of our podcast, despite these difficult times that we are facing. And today's podcast in particular is going to dive into some things and and how what our world is experiencing right now is affecting women's basketball directly. But overall, the return of this podcast is more so just to put a smile on your face during the day for all of us to get away from what's happening in the world. And we are looking forward to staying connected with everyone and bringing women's basketball the coverage it deserves. And if you have not heard, speaking of coverage it deserves, uh, the WNBA draft is happening. It's April 17th, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. So please make sure you're tuning into that. We'll have some shows, podcast shows, uh, maybe some live video chats, not sure yet, leading up to the draft. Um, today's show, however, I, I want to get into a little bit because it was a very important show for us to do. Um, our first guest that you will, will hear from is someone that we all love and adore uh, if you are a part of women's basketball at any level, and that is Sydney Weiss. And yes, we know Sydney Weiss as the number 11 overall pick in 2017. She has played for the Sparks for three seasons, actually started 16 games last year after not starting any her first two seasons. Uh, she led Oregon State to a Final Four, just someone we all love, adore, Great person, competitive, inspirational, and as of last week announced that she tested positive for the coronavirus, the first known confirmed case of a WNBA player having the coronavirus. Well, Sydney Weiss, I can't say enough about her willingness to come on the show. If you've been following her on Twitter, you know that she has been very outspoken about doing whatever she can to enlighten people as to the effects of the coronavirus, taking us through what she went through. Um, very detailed about that. And she will get into a lot of that in the show. She was playing overseas in Spain. And so just a very difficult journey and is now feeling much better and is um, much healthier. And it feels like she's really on her way up and out of the worst part of it. But just want to thank Sydney Weiss for agreeing to, to come on the show with everything she's already going through and how she has been willing to be a resource and help others. In addition to Sydney Weiss, we will have Dr. Kenza Gunter on our show, who is a clinical and sports psychologist. She has a private practice in Atlanta. She specializes in mental health and mental performance. She works with athletes at various levels. You may have seen her recently on the NBA IG page with DeMar DeRozan, where she did a mental health conversation. And we are going to talk to Dr. Gunter about how we can all do better during this challenging time and making sure that we are healthy mentally, but also talking about the athletes that have been impacted at various levels. And I just want to say, you know, what this world is experiencing, we're all going through this at different levels. I mean, there's people losing their lives. So, you know, don't want to minimize job loss, loss of family members. I mean, there are very traumatic experiences happening right now. And so we're looking at this at a, at a, in a, from a big window, but also from um, a sports perspective, because we are a women's basketball podcast. So um, just want to put that out there that we are keeping everyone in mind and in our thoughts and prayers, as we have mentioned, but we are looking at this um, under from some different perspectives. So hopefully you can understand and appreciate that. And now it's time to hear from Sydney. 
Sydney, thank you so much for joining us um, on the podcast today. First and foremost, how are you feeling? Thank you for having me. Um, I actually feel really good. Um, the worst of the virus for me happened probably two weeks ago now. Um, I just didn't really feel like myself and uh, not having smell or taste was definitely weird. Uh, but uh, overall, it's been a mild case. And, you know, today I feel I feel really healthy. I really do feel like I could play a basketball game today. Uh, but obviously that is not the case and I completely understand why, but I feel good. Take us to that first moment. You know, you mentioned not having taste and, and smell. How did you know that something was going on that was serious enough that you needed to um, seek medical attention? Well, traveling from Europe, specifically Spain, um, the day before I traveled, that's when I lost my smell and taste. And you can, obviously people can lose their smell and taste when you get a cold, your nose is stuffed up, you can't smell, so you can't taste. But this was different because I could smell, um, or I could, I could breathe through my nose, but nothing, there was no smell and the taste was gone too. So that happened simultaneously, um, Thursday night, I was cooking dinner and it was gone. And so I, I was still in Spain at that point and I was planning on leaving the next day to come back to the States because that was the week where everything was escalating um, in in the States. President Trump initiated the travel ban that was going to take place on the 13th of March. And then um, Spain and Europe, it seemed like things were being revealed that um, there were more cases than I even realized. Um, and so I, I just thought going forward, it was going to be the best option to come home because there was no way to tell what, what the next day was going to look like even. And so uh, decided to come home, had plans to isolate and quarantine anyways, uh, just traveling from Europe. And um, I told my mom, asked her if she could uh, get me in to see the, the family doctor just to to be safe. This was before I knew how difficult it was going to be to get um, a virus test within itself. And so when I went to the doctor about two days after I got back to the States, he, he said it seemed like I was healthy and Unfortunately, at the time, there just weren't enough tests to, to give um, to people who, who weren't showing major symptoms. And so I just went home and still was feeling off, still couldn't taste or smell, but um, stayed at home away from people anyways and, you know, had plans to do that initially. And then that next weekend, um, a friend sent me an article that said loss of smell and taste became symptoms from the virus. And so uh, my family and I continued to pursue and try and get tested again. We had a family friend who works at Mayo Clinic, and thankfully she got me in for a test later on that week. So it was a journey. Yeah, um, I want to get back to the testing aspect because I remember you tweeting about being denied testing twice, and that that's really a hot topic right now in this all. But I want to catch fans up just a little bit because you are the first confirmed case of the coronavirus. Teresa Plaisance and Liz Cambage both suspect that they may have had the coronavirus after becoming very ill while playing in China uh, towards the end of last year. Erica Hamby, um, you know, no illness at all, but just talk about how difficult this process of all of this has been for WNBA players in particular traveling from overseas because you have a contract, obviously, that's in place. You leave early. You don't get paid. You know, once President Trump started to talk about travel restrictions, that added another layer to this. What was it like kind of leading up as you were making that decision to come home and um, kind of what was happening with the Federation around it all? Everything happened, it seemed like, within a matter of hours um, between each event. So um, Wednesday evening in Spain, that's when we heard that our season was going to be postponed. Um, and we didn't really know what that looked like. It, initially, it just said for the next two weeks, um, because this thing has been so fluid. And that was the best that they could come up with um, as a federation. And they were going to meet the next day to talk details and um, talk about if canceling was the best move. And so at that point, uh, I lived with three of my teammates. And so we were all talking about it. And we said, what does that look like? Can we still practice? Um, you know, if it gets worse, does that mean we're going to be stuck here? Like, what 
what does it look like? And so that's the first step was Wednesday evening. And then early Thursday morning, I woke up um, to a bunch of notifications, texts, um, missed calls from people on the Sparks, people, um, family, friends, my agent. And that was when uh, the NBA got suspended mm-hmm. and um, President Trump was talking about the travel restric- restrictions that were going to be set in place in about 48 hours. And so that was when it hit me like, okay, we got to, I got to get home at this point. Like it's, it's a health, like this is a health crisis for real. And thankfully my club was super supportive and understanding, um, obviously unfortunate circumstances, but they were rock stars getting me a, a flight within 24 hours. Like my agent reached out to them got a flight booked in like two hours for the next day. Um, and so they got me out of there. It was tough saying goodbye to everybody so quickly. Like there was no time for closure, but I know that was the case for so many people um, in Europe. And then, you know, with March Madness being canceled, there's, there's so many people's routines and expectations that had to shift. And mm-hmm. so getting home, um, I actually tried the Thursday evening before traveling Friday um, from Spain, I asked our team doctor if it was possible to get tested for the virus just to be safe. Because if I if I did have it, I was going to stay in Spain because um, I didn't want to travel with that and risk anything. And that was when I was feeling like I had a cold and sort of off. So I just wanted to be safe rather than, um, you know, try and rush home. But like I, it's like it is in the States, uh, Spain is also struggling with testing and having access to that. And so I wasn't able to, so I traveled. Um, I actually got home Friday and it felt like Cinderella. I got home to LAX like um, at 1130, right before the travel ban was going to be put into place. And I got, when I was going through customs, they asked where I was traveling from. And I said, Barcelona. Um, And they still, sometimes they tested people and sometimes they didn't. I was one of those that they didn't test. Um, looking back, I sort of wish that I would have pushed to get the test, but I also don't know what that looks like if it was a legit virus test or if it was more just taking your temperature. Um, either way, I didn't get tested until about a week and a half later after trying um, two separate times. And each time that I went, um, the doctor just told me I didn't have enough symptoms to for them to push for me to get a test. Wow. And, and, and tell us a little bit about the test itself. Um, I, I've seen some things online, but not exactly sure, uh, how it all works. What is the test like? I'm glad that I didn't see anything online before I got the test because it was quick. Like it only took maybe seven seconds, but it's, it's one of the most uncomfortable sensations I've ever felt. Um, they put the, it might be a little too much information, but they put the swab, um, in your nose um, all the way back until it hits a certain point in your throat. Mm-hmm. And then they hold it there for five seconds and then they take it out. Fortunately, the doctor who gave me the test said uh, that I was lucky because they, he was able to get it through my nostril pretty easily. Um, some people it's a struggle to even get it to that certain point. And so it was quick, but I mean, anytime you get hit in the nose, there's automatic tears in your eyes. So I had tears in my eyes. He was like, just try. It's going to be super uncomfortable. I was like, just, there's no other way to do it. (laughs) We got to do this. Uh, But it was, it was definitely, it was probably one of the most uncomfortable things I've felt. I can't even imagine. I mean, the, the picture I saw was basically what you just explained. It was a swab that was pushed all the way through the nostrils, basically to the back of the neck, um, throat, obviously, but to the, all the way to the back of the throat. Yeah. I was like, ooh, yeah. that does not look it like a, a no comfortable. Joke. Uh, it doesn't no look joke. comfortable at all. So what have the doctors said to you, um, once you were diagnosed about recovery, what to do now and kind of what you can expect? So that was one of the things when I was pushing to get tested, um, I was communicating with our trainer for LA and um, being very transparent about what I was feeling. If there was any way that um, we could get connected to someone who has a test, even though I'm in Phoenix right now, that's what was difficult because I might've been able to get a test in LA, but trying to figure it out with the resources available in Arizona is different. Um, and so uh, my trainer, our trainer was saying to me, even if you got tested the treatment, since I 
fortunately wasn't showing major symptoms, it was going to be the same for me, which is rest and hydration, um, staying away from people, isolating myself and, um, you know, vitamins, all that good stuff. But once I did get tested, I asked a bunch of questions and they basically said the same thing to me too. Um, so once I got my test results um, Friday, I was asking questions uh, because I'm living with my parents. And so um, I just wanted to know things because they like to go for walks in the neighborhood. Um, it's beautiful in Phoenix right now. And um, it, it doesn't, even though I'm positive, it doesn't mean that they necessarily have it. Um, they have been exposed to it. So it's just being mindful of um, staying away from people for the next two weeks, um, which they, they haven't been going to work to begin with. And for me, it's, um, it's much of the same, just hydrating, listening to my body, um, continuing to put good things into my body. And, um, they, Mayo Clinic is going to call me three different times for checkup calls, um, just to make sure I'm improving. And then, uh, after two weeks, I'm going to get retested uh, to see if it's positive or negative and if I'm good to go. Wow. I mean, first and foremost, we're just so happy that you are feeling okay and um, that you aren't experiencing some of those extreme symptoms of the virus. I mean, I can't even imagine what the last few weeks have been like for you, how scary it is. And even, as you mentioned, the family part of it, um, you've been active on Twitter and getting messages out. What would you want fans to know uh, about this virus or what would be your message uh, to the world based on your experience of what they need to know about the coronavirus? Uh, I think it's normal um, reaction to be full of fear um, in such a time of uncertainty and things are being um, discovered, it seems, like hour to hour, day to day. And um, I think there's a, there's a balance between having fear and respect, and we should be leaning towards respecting um, what this virus is demanding of us right now. And that is to listen to health officials, um, really practice social distancing, washing your hands. Um, I think limiting the amount of news that you're allowing yourself to um, put into your mind because there's so many different sources. It's tough to know what's true and what's not. Um, and so trying to figure out um, the best source with the most truth um, and trying to stick to that and not feed into all the different voices that are trying to cause more chaos and uncertainty surrounding this. And um, there is so much good that, can be found in these moments of stillness. I know that for me, I'm fortunate where um, my case is mild and there are um, people out there who are struggling health-wise. Um, I mean, people have lost jobs. Our health officials are working their butts off right now. And so there, there are a lot of tough things that are going on um, during this period, but it's temporary. And there is a lot of good and there's, um, there's so many amazing things that are taking place during these days and are the unity that I've been seeing is amazing and how we're all coming together. People are really fighting to stay positive, uh, to find the good in this. And I think at the end of the day, we all have a hand in making sure that we are improving um, our country and our world health wise and um, putting others before ourselves, even though it's, we've all had to sacrifice. Uh, but this is temporary and we have a major part in making sure that we improve as fast as we can and in the best way that we can. Um, and so that, that means staying home, um, really binging on Netflix. I mean, what a great time. Like you can really catch up on your shows right now. Um, so things could be worse, um, uh, but there's always room for improvement. And so I think it's, it's all about, staying calm, washing your hands, and um, just trying to be as positive as you can during these days. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the, the quarantining and the social distancing of us kind of Netflixing and chilling all day. Uh, thank goodness we do have free uh, WNBA uh, live access. Yes. So we can watch all the games right now. There it free. is right there. Yes. Uh, little, little shameless plug. But what are your days like now? And how are you staying busy um, during this quarantine? I mean, you've got books, music. Uh, what is Sydney Weiss doing to kind of keep yourself mentally and emotionally healthy, but also busy during the day? I am a night owl. And so I stay up at 
until all hours of the night. And it's the best thing not having to set an alarm most days. And I'm really taking advantage of that right now. Uh, but it's it's been so much fun because I've had time to call friends, family that um, I don't normally have time to check in with, at least in depth. And now I know like everybody is for the most part home or um, doesn't have their normal schedule. And so uh, my days are full of phone calls, um, conversations with people over text, email. I love music. So constantly listening to music. I have a lot of books in my little library in my room that I just, uh, other books have come up. So I, I left some behind and now I have the books left behind that I can read. Um, of course, Netflix, I've been watching the office nonstop. Like everyone <laughs> keeps telling me uh, all these different shows to watch. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll watch it, but I can't stop watching the office. And so <laughs> I also have time to, to like have dinner with my parents at night and, um, we get to watch movies together, which I don't remember the last time something like that has happened. So it's been really fun um, spending time with them. And um, my mom and laugh all the time. My dad gets so annoyed with us because we're constantly laughing. So there's there's so much good in these days. And um, I've, I've been able and fortunate to find um, a lot of things fill the stillness. Wow. Your perspective is just so refreshing, especially for someone who, um, you know, I mean, it's easy for me to talk about it from the living room and having to work from home and all those things that are really small and don't mean anything in the big picture. And then here you are testing positive for the virus and, and finding the silver lining. And I just appreciate your attitude even through Twitter. I mean, you've offered for people to DM you if you could help in any way, um, just your courage and even sharing your story of what it's been like. Um, I can't say enough what an inspiration that you've been, how you carried yourself and your messaging through all of this. And I know it's not as important right now considering what you're going through, but I just have to ask um, how, if at all, you see this impacting your ability to, to start WNBA season? Is that something you don't know quite yet? Um, have you had any conversations with doctors at all in, in that regard? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. First of all, I think, um, you know, my, I have a, a pretty easy job and my case has been, um, mild. And so how could I complain about having to stay home and really get familiar with my room? <laughs> it's really, <laughs> there's nothing to complain about at all. And I mean, the real inspirations are these people on the front lines out there trying to do their best every day. Uh, put their lives on the line to make sure the rest of us are are good to go. And so, uh, but thank you. Um, I haven't heard anything um, in regards to that. I mean, I feel like we're, I haven't heard anything about the training camp or our season being delayed by any means. Um, All I can go off of is like Arizona right now has, uh, my dad's a teacher, so his school year has been canceled. So he's doing online teaching for the rest of the year. Um, we have been like businesses, restaurants, everything is placed on like lockdown, shutdown mode until the end of April. Um, and so I'm not sure what that looks like around the country. I know um, Seattle, New York, um, LA are um, hot spots right now, if you will. Um, and so, uh, everybody has their own journey that they're on as a city, as a state. Um, and so how that impacts our league and what that start time, um, that'll be determined for me. Um, I'll be good to go. I mean, I have about, I think nine or 10 more days of quarantine and I feel good. So I've been doing home workouts and those home workouts are no joke. I mean, some people who are posting these, I'll do them and I'll, and I, the, I remember the first time I did yoga and I was like, oh, you know, this is just, this is a mom workout. And that's so bad to say, but I, I just, I did not respect it. And after I did yoga and after I'm doing these home workouts, I am dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like whenever season starts, I'll just be so excited. Um, and that's how a lot of us feel because um, in so many cases, uh, these, we come from season to season. And so everyone has been able to rest and reset and take a step back. Um, and it's going to be really cool to see how all of us 
come back to the game, I feel revitalized and a new energy serving it. And so I'm not the only one who has been taken out of a, a steady workout rhythm. Um, and so I think everyone's going to, there's going to be a different energy. We do get to come back onto the court. Well, Sydney, we will be anticipating the start of the WNBA season, you returning to the court, but most importantly, you being healthy, 100% healthy, as well as our world um, being healthy. And I know we are all in this fight together. And I just want to say, you know, we reached out to the team and basically we're like, whenever Sydney is ready to talk, we would love for her to tell her story here because we had been seeing you on Twitter and we didn't expect obviously with this being so new to you and having really just been diagnosed for you want to come on anytime soon during this process. And to our surprise, they were like, Oh yeah, she can come on next week. And um, just thank you for, for doing that, for your willingness to, to be a voice and for coming on around the rim podcast. We wish you nothing um, but great health. We're sending our thoughts and prayers to you and your family and uh, stay well, be safe during this time. Thank you so much. And you guys stay safe, healthy, and um, wash your hands. All right, basketball fans. So this is not our area of expertise. As you know, I'm a basketball analyst. Tarika has five jobs. So she's a producer, writer. What else you do, T? Oh, now she don't want to talk about it. First of all, I was trying to unmute myself. Wow, I hear you out here talking about me and judging me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not judging you, but I wanted to make sure that we know the scope of your value. But anyway, we'll get to Tarika's 10 jobs another time. Uh, But we brought a real expert on this show to talk about some of the challenges, and in particular, um, the mental challenges that we are facing, the mental hurdles right now as a result of what we are going through in our world. Um, this is someone that I have known for a while. Uh, she is a clinical and sports psychologist. She has a private practice here in Atlanta and works with different athletes and teams of all levels. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Kinza Gunter to the show. Welcome, Dr. Gunter. Thank you so much. Hi, Legina. Hi, Tarika. It's, it's so nice to be here with you all. So I just thank you for the invitation to join you all today. Yeah, it's great to have you, especially at a time like this where we are all facing challenges of different levels, right? I mean, we can't, I can't say enough. I feel so blessed because the little inconvenience I'm going through in my life, social distancing, a change in how I'm doing my job is nothing compared to healthcare workers, people who are sick, those have, that have lost family members because of the coronavirus. Uh, and, and you in particular deal with some of the, the mental aspects of this. Just curious for you, first of all, how are you and how has this all impacted you? Uh, I appreciate that question because sometimes for the, the ones who are trying to offer support, we don't necessarily get that question. But I, I thank you for it. I'm doing well. Similar to you, I'm very grateful. Um, that I have um, little disruption to my life. I'm able to transfer my work life to home. Um, My family and my friends are healthy and safe. And really, if if that's in place, then I'm good. So I'm doing okay. Um, But I do recognize the magnitude of this very unprecedented moment that we're in. I mean, I think um, it's, it's extremely unique for the world to be experiencing something at the same time. Yeah. And that's what's happening. This pandemic is, is touching the entire world. And so all of us are going through this period of uncertainty and unknown. And even though we're all sharing that experience, even within that, different people in different communities are bearing the brunt of this pandemic in different ways. So those who are actually infected with the virus or who unfortunately have lost their lives, their family members, their loved ones, those who are dealing with the secondary effects of the virus, those who are currently facing um, potentially losing their job and losing their income mm-hmm. and how they're going to move forward. Like it's so many different pieces and layers to this mm-hmm. um, that it really is, it, it's, it's, it's really unprecedented. And it's, it's really um, an extraordinary time, I think, in our history as a global community Um, as we continue to try to navigate this COVID-19 situation. Now, I'm not going to lie, even though I've known you for 
a, a long time now, Dr. Gunter. It wasn't my immediate thought to bring you on the show. I saw you on the NBA IG page live with DeMar DeRozan, and you did a, a, a great job there with some of your recommendations and thoughts. So I was like, let's see if we can get Dr. Gunter on our show. Uh, we're going to get to sport in a minute, but as you have kind of said, this transcends the world. I mean, no, no matter what field you're in or what you're doing, this impacts everyone. So let's start on a, from a broader perspective. How can we all be more positive and mentally healthy during a time when we're taking in just a lot of hard news to swallow? Yeah, I think the first thing is acknowledging that there is a mental and a com- emotional component to this. Um, to your point, I think a lot of times when different situations occur and crises occur, we might think about basic needs, physical needs, like, am I safe? Am I physically healthy? I think one of the first things that we all tuned into were what are the physical recommendations that are coming out about how to protect myself, right? And so we think about washing our hands and physically distancing and limiting our gatherings um, to two people, right? We think about those things, but we don't think about um, the anxiety that comes with being in an ongoing unknown and uncertain situation or the fear that might come with um, not knowing, you know what I mean? Or just the feeling of being overwhelmed. I think about those families where kids are now home from school. Parents are having to do their jobs and also serve as teachers for their children. Right. And that's not something that they were prepared to do. And so I think about the overwhelmed nature of trying to manage life right now and everything is happening in the confines of your home, whatever that may look like. Right. And so there is no separation between my downtime, my personal life and work. Right. right? Everything is right here. And so I think the first thing is just acknowledging that there is a mental experience and, and allowing space for that. Right. I think sometimes we can also try to rush past that. And I think it's really important to say, we're not all just feeling different. Like this is a, the world is different. And because if we feel anxiety or fear, that's a normal reaction to the magnitude of change that has happened within our world. And so part of being positive is also being honest, right? Being honest about where we are, being honest about what's happening, and having compassion toward ourselves and others as we continue to try to navigate it, right? Because being honest about the situation doesn't mean we stop, but it does mean that one day maybe I am productive. I I feel like I'm managing work. I feel like I'm managing my family. I feel like I'm exercising or meditating or doing something to take care of myself. That may be what productivity looks like on one day. And on another day, it may look like, you know, I binged a Netflix show, right? I needed a moment to just decompress from having to be productive and to do something. So I think we have to allow for that balance, right? We have to expand our definition of what success and productivity look like. Um, and be compassionate and patient with ourselves in this process. And so that's that's in terms of how we can, specific strategies that we can use, I think exercise is a huge thing that we can do in our homes um, to try to engage in a healthy activity that will help us not, not only physically, but also mentally. Um, a lot of people have talked about meditation and Headspace and Calm have allowed for free resources to be available And engaging in meditation is not about stopping thoughts, but it is about trying to quiet your mind, right, which decreases anxiety, can help facilitate better sleep, but allows us to pause, right? And pause can be really, really important. So those are two of the the biggest things that I think about. Um, And then another thing is limiting the information that we consume. Mm. The information overload right now is very real, right? And so I do think that being able to monitor what information we take in and how much we consume can really help us to maintain a more positive mindset as we navigate the situation. Yeah. Wow. That's all really good stuff. And and I think finding that line for me has been a challenge between wanting to be informed with what's happening, but also knowing how much is too much, right? right? Um, trying to figure out what, news is most impactful to you or your family and then where maybe you can step away from from that I think it was definitely one of the big early steps at least for me in in making changes Um, I I like that you have talked about this as an opportunity Mm -hmm. um, this time and that is 
a mindset shift. Talk yeah. a little bit about that and, and what you mean by this being an opportunity for us. Yeah. And so I think anytime we find ourselves in a situation of adversity or challenge, um, yes, there are difficult aspects, right? And I, I don't want to diminish, again, how intense the, the difficulties that we currently are facing are. But one thing we want to be careful of is not to overestimate the difficulties and underestimate what still may be within our control, right? Mm. Because there are a lot of things that have changed and a lot of things that we have lost, if you will, right? You have students who have lost out on opportunities to, to walk at graduation, um, high school students who have lost out on prom, athletes who have lost out on completing their season as they naturally would, individuals who have lost out on just being able to go out and, and hug your friends or see your friends in a social setting. So we, there are a lot of things that have changed that can feel like losses, but it's also important for us to still focus on and and be able to see those things that we still have, right? Mm -hmm. So if your family is healthy and safe, that's a huge positive right now. Being able to think about, I can't do everything I want to do, but what can I do in my home or wherever I am in order to continue um, either keeping myself physically and mentally healthy or continuing to be socially connected and engaged with others? Because I think that's one of the big, Um, potential problems and dangers as well is becoming more isolated, right? So we are physically distancing, but we need to stay socially isolated. I mean, we need to stay socially, I'm sorry, connected. And this is an opportunity maybe for us to reach out to those who we have not reached out to in a while because we're normally so busy. It's an opportunity for us to pause and engage in some of those self-care practices that we quickly push to the side when life becomes busy, right? Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity to potentially do something I've had a lot of people that I've talked to say, I've read a book for the first time in months because I now have time to do it. So it's an opportunity to maybe reintegrate some things into our lives that we love and we care about, but in the normal pace of life, we just don't have time to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned just the impact um, on the athletic side, right? I mean, first and foremost, we're all on a whole. Again, I just keep yeah. wanting to say this, going through this together. But because this is a, a women's basketball podcast, I think about uh, three groups. Number one, WNBA athletes who some of them were in a fight just to get home from overseas, sure. right? And, and in a very at-risk situation. But I think about seniors who did not get their their final March Madness who were playing who were planning to play in the NCAA tournament and then it was no you're not going to be able to play with your your family there and then actually you're not going to be able to play at all and the opportunity that was taken from from them and then also Olympic athletes you know our U.S. Nationals team um, was going to play this summer in the Olympics and now it's postponed a year what um, are some of the challenges for these athletes in keeping themselves uh, motivated, all the, the fear around being away from their sport for this amount of time, which many of them never have been, um, the thoughts about reengaging with the high level of athletes that we've seen that have been um, infected or, or were um, – diagnosed with coronavirus yeah. with a positive test even now with, with Sydney Weiss the first confirmed case in the WNBA I know that's a lot of layers but what what are those challenges now mentally for for those groups who are trying to figure a lot out yeah I think a lot of those challenges are somewhat the same but I think to your point you know it, concerns about being testing positive being infected by by the virus I think that's a fear that's shared by everyone and certainly um, we know that is quite literally a, a potential life and death situation. So that's a very real fear that I think people have. Um, beyond that, as I think about athletes at the different levels, you know, like I said a moment ago, there may be feelings of loss associated with not being able to um, in, in, participate in some of those milestone activities as it were, right? Participating in March Madness can be a milestone activity for you during your senior year. Participating in your conference championship, right? Thinking about participating in the Olympics, that's that's something that dreams are made of, right? And so there is a loss that goes along with not being able to do that. And that's, that's okay, right? Like acknowledging that as a feeling of loss is okay. Um, 
but I also think it's that understanding of um, even though it's a loss and in this moment, right, it can be painful, there will be life after this moment. And so I think for athletes, one of the things that oftentimes helps them is having some sense of structure. Like regardless of what level, there's often some structure that goes along with their world, right? If you think about the college athlete, their days are structured. You think about the WNBA player, international players, their days are structured. So trying to maintain some sense of structure that allows them to feel some control over their day-to-day activities could be really helpful during this time. In a, in a situation where so much is unknown, they can know what their day-to-day is going to look like based on the schedules that they create, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that one piece um, is really important. I also think the other thing is to realize that everybody's going through this. There are going to be performance losses because you're not able to get into the gym and do exactly what you did before. But certainly you can still pay attention to your nutrition. You can work on developing your mental skills now in a way that you may never have before. And you can still engage in physical activity, although it won't be to the same degree that it was if you were able to actually get on the court. And so again, I think just acknowledging that different doesn't necessarily mean bad when I think about the athlete and where we are right now, but it does mean different. And so it means that it's going to require some skills um, that actually you may already have to navigate this. And the reason I say that is because athletes are used to transition. You know, if I think about the athlete who has experienced an injury and has unexpectedly had to sit out or be away from their sport. If I think about the players who play internationally and who are overseas for six or seven months out of the year and having to make that adjustment and that transition to a new environment, all of those skills that they use to make those transitions and to navigate those new situations are skills that they can tap into to navigate the current situation we're in. Now, granted, that's not, again, to diminish the magnitude of this situation, but this is, this is we're having to adjust and pivot, right? And many athletes are familiar with adjusting and pivoting. Yeah. And so it's taking that skill taking those skills, utilizing their external resources to help them adjust and pivot in this situation as well. Yeah, I I love the thought of, at least in my life right now, um, being able to have more control over my schedule as it pertains to Mm self-care. You know, not having to wake up and jumping right on a plane, but I'm going to wake up and I'm going to say my morning prayer and then I'm going to, you know, do a devotional and then I'm going to meditate or whatever those things are. Um, and that's going back to your comment about this being an opportunity, make me feel more grounded in a time where I probably need it more than ever. Right. Um, and, and, and in thinking about the conversation with athletes, it's not that there's been a high number uh, necessarily percentage wise when you look at the overall cases, but it's just the visibility of those players that it's impacted who in some sense, even myself as a grown woman feels like are invincible. Right. And it's like, Hey, they're healthy and, you know, in in, quote protected in some ways and um, safe and, and they still got the coronavirus. So the the virus does not discriminate. Right. And I think that's the other thing um that is unique about this situation is that we are all on the same kind of playing field here if you will in terms of you know I know there are some at-risk groups don't get me wrong I recognize that those were identified by the CDC very early um but from what we're seeing again this is a global situation right like it is affecting any country anybody it doesn't discriminate based on your individual characteristics and so in that in that fact the only way that we are going to get to the other side of this is together. Yeah. Right. One day at a time and, and doing what we can do to protect ourselves and our neighbors. Right. Yeah. In order to get us to the other side of this situation. Yeah. What a sense of community that we have to protect our neighbors. That is so well said. Well, Dr. Gunter, just curious, um, where can we find you? Where can our fans follow you? And, and are there any additional resources that you would recommend as we all, um, you know, face this challenge of just staying on the right side of, of positivity in, in our mental state right now? Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter. Um, at Dr. Kenza, D-R-K-E-N-S-A um, is, is my handle there. Um, I do have a website, 
uh, www.drkenza.com. So you can look me up there as well. In terms of resources, of course, I refer people to the CDC's website as it relates to, again, those physical recommendations and those health and safety recommendations that are coming from our top officials um, to go there and look for information. Um, what I will do is, if it's okay with you, I can send you some resources that maybe can be included in the show notes so okay. that, that individuals can have links to directly access those resources that might be most relevant and, and needed for them. We would love that. We okay. would love that. I know you're a busy woman right now and for good reason. Thank you so much for your time, for what you're doing to keep everyone inspired and in um, the right mental state. And thank you for what you do for our athletes and keeping them on a high level performance wise. I mean, you have a very important job. Uh, we'll have to bring you back to just talk about how your role has changed in the, in the sport world. Cause I feel like it's even bigger than it was yeah. when I played, for example. So we'll have to get you back on the show, but thank you so much for your time and please stay safe, uh, stay well and stay healthy. Thank you so much. And all of that to you as well. Grateful for this opportunity and you all have a good rest of the day. Thank you. You too, Dr. Gunter. All right, LaChina. So you have been asking our guests, um, what have they been doing to kind of handle or deal with the quarantine situation? But we haven't heard what you've been doing. So I know you've talked about Netflix. Are you watching anything? Are you reading anything? I got two books. <laughs> um, are you listening to any podcasts specifically? What are you doing? Well, Tarika, um, first of all, Zoom, you know, I I realized because I've had a little, little more time to keep an eye on my finances and I'm definitely tightening the purse a lot during these times because I don't know what's ahead for me. Um, you know, financially, none of us do. So as I'm doing that, I'm realizing that I've been paying for this Zoom subscription for a long time. And I'm that person that just now stopped to see all this stuff that's been coming out of my account for a long time, like Zoom and Gmail extra storage expense and audible subscription and all this stuff that just I charge me <laughs> twice a month. So, but I must say this Zoom subscription has been priceless during this time. I've been able to Zoom with my family. You and I have found a means of communication and a way to do this show. Uh, technology has been a lifesaver during this time. So let me say that. But as far as what I've, what I've been doing, I've been cooking my, my parents. Well, so I have a stepmom, my real mom, my stepmom's like my real mom. And then my dad, mm -hmm. both of my moms have been pressed for me to learn how to cook. Okay. So they think just because they got me all these pots and these knives and all this stuff, that that means that I'm just going to start cooking. No, I don't have time, but I have been cooking during this time. Uh, though my favorite meals have been tuna fish I've reunited with my love for tuna fish, which it, I love tuna fish. Are we I, talking I about in the can? Like yeah. In the can? Yeah. Like you add relish and mayonnaise to it. And also I cut up some boiled eggs and put that in my And some too. celery. Yes. And some celery. No, I don't like yes. celery. I had to get oh celery my God. Out. So I've been cooking. I have been watching a lot of Netflix. In fact, tonight, little fires everywhere comes on, which is my show with Carrie Washington. I have Washington. got to watch that. Please do. Carrie Washington and Reese Weatherspoon. I think that's who's in it. Yeah. I'm not mm -hmm. all I'm not great with my actors and actresses name, but um yes, it's fantastic. So that's good. I started to watch Tiger King. I'm more like episode two, but I'm I'm already a little bit bored. You look disappointed. Tiger King, Tiger King is everything. Literally, if you could take like First 48, Animal Planet, Queer as Folk, My Big Redneck Wedding, CNN, The Country Music Network, if you could take all of those and put it into one show at like at the same time, that's Tiger King. All of them. Hmm. Like literally all of them. It's so ridiculous. I can't even explain it. You have to watch it. You have to watch it have to hmm. yeah I mean everyone's talking about it I mean I'm I'm trying to hang on right now I mean I have struggled to get through the first two or three episodes I don't know how many there are total but it, it's a little <laughs> bit I don't know I I haven't given it an honest try so I'll come back around on that 
But I am watching, I'm re-watching Ozark from the beginning because I had forgotten everything that happened before I watched three. Uh, I've been running on the track. I have a social distancing workout crew where we don't come within six feet of each other, but we do all run on the track or run stairs or run on the turf together, but in the same space working out, but just not closely close together. So yeah, I mean, I'm reconnecting in my spiritual life, reading the Bible more, praying more things that I need, but also just little paperwork and stuff along the way. I mean, and I ain't gonna lie, I've been eating Apple Jacks. I have not had Apple Jacks in about 10 years, but I've been tearing them up. So that's what I've been doing, Tariqa. What you been doing? Well, clearly you've been finding your inner child. Um, I I will not judge. Um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups has been my thing, like the cereal. So I crushed the box. Crushed Ooh. it. Reese's oh, no. Peanut Butter Cups yes. cereal? Like the cereals, it's like corn pops, but like with, they taste like Reese's Ew. Peanut Butter. Peanut Butter? I could not eat peanut a Peanut Butter Lovers. Butter. I tried. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Peanut Butter Lovers understand. Um, I've been homeschooling, which oh, is yeah. very different. Um, I'm not prepared. I realize that in my life, I am cut out to be a coach. I am not cut out to be a teacher. I just don't have the patience. Right. So, and I feel like it's okay to lose your patience as a coach. It's totally not okay to lose your patience as a teacher. So, um, I am very happy that online distant learning has returned so that teachers can be reunited with their wonderful and beautiful students. Um, (laughs) so there's, so there's that. Um, I am still not cooking. My husband's a chef. So, there we go with that. And I don't want him to get rusty during this time. So I allow you to do all the cooking. Put him there to work. Go. Put him to work. Um, but I guess I've also been binging on catching up. I've been catching up on The Walking Dead because I stopped at season nine. Mm. And I haven't, I didn't get to finish the end of season nine. So I've been catching up on that. I watched Ozark um, season one. Didn't watch season two, but I am watching season three and I'm not completely lost. So I feel okay. I feel okay. But oh, gosh, how are you going to skip a whole season? I didn't even mean to skip the whole season. I, it just happened. It just happened. And now I can't, I have to follow the trend because everybody's watching season three. So I was like, let me watch season three too. And I'm like, oh snap. You're the kind of I can't I can't get with that. You can't I, you can't skip a whole season to. just to be relevant to what people are talking about on Twitter. I'm not here for that. You can do in the quarantine, girl. <laughs> you can't do it in quarantine. I had to. So but I do plan to go back and watch season two. So there we go. And that's it. That's pretty much what I'm doing. I, I'm just um, working on different stuff. I write. So I've been writing. Um, just trying to just stay focused. That's it. Just stay staying as focused as possible. Okay. I like that. We, we've actually also started using a new business tool, Slack. We need to be getting sponsorships from some of these people we put on Zoom, Slack. <laughs> I bought some stock in both of those. But yeah, so we're using those. We're just and guys, you know, we're we're laughing and we're having a good time. Um, but we're we are definitely challenged in this as well. We're just trying to find the silver lining. So that's it. We'll continue to do that. I think that's what else. I, that's it. Um, just stay tuned and stay locked for more. I hope that you guys continue to share our content. Um, continue to engage with us on Twitter, on Gmail too. Shoot us an email around the rim podcast at gmail.com. Um, clearly we've got nothing but time to check it. So and thank you. <laughs> yes. And thank you to all of our guests. Kennedy Carter, if you haven't gone back to listen to that one, Dr. Gunter, certainly Sydney Weiss, Ty Harris in the fast break. Uh, Thank you all. And we have a lot of cool stuff coming up. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Around the Rim. Check out more podcasts from ESPN on the ESPN app.